Hey guys, I'm excited to do a really great giveaway this month. This month's giveaway is the ESV Preaching Bible provided by Crossway. Created from the ground up with input from pastors and church leaders, the ESV Preaching Bible was designed with the preacher in mind. This edition features highly readable 10-point type in a single-column format, enlarged and boldened verse numbers to make it easy and to quickly locate verses on the page, extra-wide margins for notes, high-quality paper, and durable Smithsonian binding befitting a preacher's most valuable tool. Learn more at crossway.org. And last month, I was provided with one of these Bibles. I've been using it for a month and absolutely loving it. You can sign up for the giveaway in the show notes. And now, on to the show. Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. The Shepherd's Crook exists to provide care, counsel, and resources for pastors. You can get more information at theshepherdscrook.co. My name is Jared Sparks, and I'm a pastor coming alongside other pastors, reminding them of the chief pastor. Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. It is episode 50, and today we're starting a new series. It's going to be a six-week series, and we're talking about rites of passages for boys. Let's pray. Lord, we just need wisdom and direction. Thank you for everybody that's listening that has been given the privilege of raising sons. God, we also thank you for daughters. We're going to be building that out and thinking about that as well. God, I thank you for these pastors that are listening in. Lord, I pray this would be somewhat helpful in getting their gears just turning and thinking about how they can help parents and men in particular raise their sons into manhood. And we trust God that you're going to help us. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, the whole idea with this is I want to give you a practical outworking, just a week-by-week, step-by-step plan for helping men in the church raise their sons. Now, this is going to be easily adaptable. You're going to be able to make this your own. But the idea here is giving you, just give you a practical vision for rites of passages for raising your sons to be men. Now, these six rites of passages we're going to be working through are built around these six words of masculinity or manhood that I've come up with from the Bible, just a biblical survey of, of words uh, and actions that men are called to, which are worship, work, protect, provide, lead, love. And we're going to start with worship here in just a little bit. And then I'm going to talk about a rite of passage that is a ceremony that's in a particular time, in a particular place for your son. And then, again, this is going to be hopefully helpful for all men that are raising sons. And then the idea is in the future, you know, we just had a daughter. And so these six words, worship, work, protect, provide, lead, love, are for the boys. And then for my daughter, worship, work, help, submit, fear nothing, love for her. And then there's going to be six ceremonies or rites of passages built out for her as I work with my wife to build those out. So we're first starting with the boys. Now, let's first lay a foundation for why a rite of passage. Ceremony is largely lost in our society today. And in generations past, there were just built into work and life rites of passages for boys to step into manhood. Then with the dawn of adolescence, which happened around the time of the Model T in the 1920s and 30s, what happened is that teenage culture started. In the history of the world, there was no such thing as an adolescent period where you could act like an idiot for 10 years and go to school and hang out with peers and spend time together goofing off and have a culture of your own. What happened was a child would grow up as an apprentice out in the field or in the home for their for the daughters in the home, and you would go right from childhood to adulthood. There was not this period of time where you just got to be kind of this boy in between the boy and the man. You were a child and then you were a man. And so built around were things like an apprenticeship and then stepping out of the apprentice stage and now you are a cobbler or you are whatever trade that you were going into. Around the globe, we know stories about coming into manhood by way of ceremony when you're 12 years old or when you're 16 years old. And you've heard the stories of 
of not becoming a man until you slay a lion or until you kill a bear or until you kill some sort of animal. And that rite of passage was built around history, around community ideas of what boyhood and manhood is. And now if you've slayed this lion, you're able to be a protector. Or if you've killed this beast, you're able to be a provider. And the unifying idea around the globe is the idea that a child can become a man, that a girl can become a woman, that there is this process and this definitive marker about when a boy becomes a man. And what so many people have lamented in our day is that rites of passages have all but disappeared. We have built our whole life and much of culture around the adolescent period where we idolize youth and we don't want to grow up. Do you remember that song from Toys R Us, I Don't Want to Grow Up? That's so foolish, but that has permeated culture to such a degree that we have people growing older and refusing to want to grow older, and they want to continue to dress themselves younger. They want to continue to make their face and do the do the Botox stuff or whatever it is that, that tightens your face up to make you look younger. We have a culture that idolizes youth, and therefore we have a whole society of people who don't want to grow up. They don't want responsibility. MXPX came out with a song, Responsibility, What's That? Responsibility, Not Quite Yet. So one of the things that we're doing with our boys is talking about the glory of growing up. Ransom is so excited to get older because that means, in his mind, he gets to wake up earlier. I mean, when you get older, you get to get up earlier, and that's his mentality because he sees me up before everybody else in our home every single day. So here's what I want to do then. With that backdrop, I want to just build a quick biblical case of why I think rites of passages or at least growth and process from boyhood to manhood is biblical. Then I want to turn our attention to to these rites of passages. And I will mention a few 90s books that I've learned from that have talked about rites of passages, and then we'll get into the specific rite of passage itself. And, and again, as you're listening to this, you know, maybe you listen to this episode a couple times or jot down some notes, but these are going to be really simple, really accessible, and you can build this out for your son. You can help the guys at your church or do a small group and talk about how are we going to raise our sons to be, to be men when they're teenagers, not wait until they're 30 years old to become a man. Okay, so first, consider the Proverbs. The Proverbs are built around this idea that a boy is to become a man through learning from his father. Proverbs is full of wisdom from father to son. So what we see from chapter by chapter is this concept that we can father ourselves through the word of God through the book of Proverbs. The book of Proverbs is about a process. It's about learning before you make the mistakes. It's about turning your attention to an older man and listening to that father speak to the son and see that son built up in the way the father would have him be built up. The book of Proverbs is just a great book to say, look, this is is a case that we should be raising sons to be men at an early age because the book of Proverbs is all about raising men. It's all about building up people and wisdom. The second idea comes from 1 John Guys, this is just a a small defense of just saying that there is a progression here and that as we do a rite of passage, that it is biblical to be thinking intentionally about how we raise our sons and how we build them up. This is 1 John chapter 2, starting in verse 12. I'm writing to you, little children, because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake. I am writing to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. I am writing to you, young men, because you have overcome the evil one. I write to you, children, because you know the Father. I write to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. I write to you, young men, because you are strong, and the word of God abides in you, and you have overcome the evil one. Now, in this passage, it's not saying fathers do rites of passages for your sons. But what you do notice is that there is a progression here, and there is a differentiation between children, fathers, young men. You see this so clear, and it's repeated 
and circled back to over and over again just through those two verses. So you see some sort of a progression. I think it's only logical for us to think through then what is the progression from childhood to young manhood and to manhood. And that's the idea. Now, in the 90s, there was a big group of men, and you can go back and listen to the episodes I've done on men's ministry in the 90s. I've done a couple episodes on that, and then I've actually done a rite of passage episode that encapsulated all six of these that I'm talking about right now into one episode. And so what I wanted to do is think through that a little bit more fully and then give you a week-by-week one episode per rite of passage to build it out a little bit further. You can go back and listen to some of those. In 1997, there was a guy named Robert something. You can just Google this book. And he wrote a book called Raising a Modern Day Knight. There were a group of men in the 90s who wanted to build rites of passages out for their sons. And they just put flesh to it. They just said, here, we're going to do it. And we're going to build it around the knighthood. And so there's a squire stage. And then there's a progression from the squire stage into the next stage. And then the final stage is when our boys are our men, we're going to get a sword. We're going to give them a really great gift. And we're going to bestow upon them manhood in the company of men. So that book is called Raising a Modern Day Knight. It's a little bit goofy, but it's a, it's a helpful book. And then there was also a book by John Eldridge, The Way of the Wild Heart. It was a book about the stages of, of the masculine, what he, call, what he calls the stages of the masculine journey. And in that book, he highlights a progression from boyhood all the way through adult manhood into the old man stage, which is what he calls the sage stage. And these guys were just trying to think through how do we raise sons? Because largely, men in the 90s, baby boomer men, had fathers that were very, very bad fathers that taught them hard work, and that's about it. Most of the baby boomer fathers were in wars. They were disconnected from any sort of emotional connection to their family. And they didn't know what to do other than to just do the opposite of what their dad did. And many of them never rose above their fathers. And so baby boomers, if you were if you were around a group of men in your church in the 90s, baby boomers largely just desperately needed like a hug. That's why Promise Keepers turned into a big like crying and hug fest. And there was a lot of great things that happened there. But those guys just needed some love from some other men in the company of men just to care for them because their dads were just such bad dads. So they tried to do these rites of passages. They tried to do, many of those men tried to do for their sons what their fathers never did for them. So now in building upon all that and thinking through that, and there's still not a ton of material out there on this, not a lot of material on rites of passages. How do we do this? So that's what I'm trying to provide for you. So let's just think about worship. The reason I put worship first is because with these six words, you'll find that they are action words. These are words of action. Men are not to be passive. We want to be the opposite of Adam in the garden. We want to do what God has called us to do. So you, you, hear, you think these six words and you hear action words. But the very first one is where we find identity, worship. Everyone on earth is a worshiper. You're either going to worship creation or you're going to worship the creator. The first thing that a man needs to know is who made him and why is he made. He was made by God and he was made for God. He exists to glorify God and enjoy him forever. That is the purpose of every single boy. And every boy needs to know know what Christ has done and they need to repent of their sins and trust in Jesus and, and commit to following him all the days of their life. They need to know that they are a worshiper and that all of life is built on gratitude. That's what the grace of God does. So when we think about this idea of worship, this very first word, we want them to understand gratitude and living for the glory of God. And you can't understand gratitude and living for the glory of God if you don't understand the gospel of Jesus. So a boy finds out who he is, who he is, his identity, 
by becoming a worshiper of the Most High God through repentance and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Understanding God's grace for him, that we are saved by grace through faith. So this little boy is going to need to hear about the doctrines of grace. He's going to need to hear about salvation by grace through faith alone and Christ alone. And he's going to have to have that foundation of gratitude. And that's going to build over the years. So it's going to be a little bit rudimentary when he when he becomes a Christian. There's going to be gaps that he's going to fill in theologically as he grows, but he needs to hear his father talk about being a worshiper of the Most High God. He needs to hear his father talk about the glory of God seen in the face of Christ Jesus. He needs to know first and foremost that he is a worshiper of God. And as that worshiper of God, he's going to take that action. He's going to take that position or that posture into every other aspect of his life. So in the very first rite of passage, that's going to be built around this idea of being a worshiper. Here's what I want for him. This is the connection from the action word, from who the man is, to the actual rite of passage. I want to do a ceremony for ransom and valor built around the faith of the men that he respects. Now, here's what men used to do for their sons. And this is, I'm taking like 90s rites of passages and what they did for their sons. And then I'm going to contrast that with what I'm talking about. What was big just 15, 20 years ago, and maybe even up to today, was gathering a group of men that your child respects. And as your son looks into the eyes of the men that he respects, these men look back to him and they tell him what they see in him. And the idea is to build that little boy up from the company of peers, his dad's friends, the men that he respects, his grandpa, whoever is in that circle as they speak to that little boy. Now, I want to contrast that with what I'm calling for. And what I'm calling for is something uniquely different. And I want to turn the attention away from the boy. And I want the boy to see a bigger picture of life and a bigger picture of identity than just knowing great things about himself. I want his direction and heart to be turned to the grace of God. And so in this rite of passage, and you can determine this, and I would encourage you to do this, obviously, after your child becomes a Christian, We have not yet done this rite of passage for ransom, but schedule a time on a weekend where you can gather a group of men together and get a small group of men, the men that you respect the most in this world. And he's going to have his grandpas there as well. And we're going to talk about what God has done for us. Man by man, we're going to go around the circle and I want ransom to hear and I want valor to hear why we love Jesus. And more importantly, I want him to hear about God's love for us. Just testimony after testimony, as Ransom hears the men that he looks up to and the men that he respects, I want Ransom to hear them talk about how wonderful and awesome and powerful and great God is. I want him to see that following Jesus really is an adventure, really is the best life that you can possibly live. I want them to tell about God's faithfulness to them, and I want my son just to simply listen in. I want them to see the men that they respect follow and love Jesus. Jesus has really changed their life. And then I want to cap the ceremony off with praying for him, talking to him about the adventure that's following Christ, and then praying over him and then giving him a gift. What each of these men will do and will have already been prepared for is to give ransom and to give valor, some sort of gift from them to him, and then I'm going to give a gift to him as well. So he's going to have all these tokens to be able to remember this rite of passage. And the hope with all this and the prayer with all this is that is going to solidify to him who he is and the aim of his life. He's going to see it demonstrated in front of him with the men that he respects. And he's going to step into this company of men being the same kind of man that follows after Jesus because of what God has done for him. And he's going to know who he is and it will just simply be settled. He's not going to have to run around through adolescence and early adulthood trying to figure out who he is and all that comes with that nonsense. So with these six rites of passages, worship, work, protect, provide, lead, love, that 
is worship. Guys, I hope you've enjoyed this. I hope you're going to enjoy this. And please spread the word. Get your elder team or some buddies from your church, pastors, and be thinking about how, how can we raise our sons in an intentional manner that's going to build them up and set them up to be good and godly men.